so you guys may have noticed that um no upload on sunday if you check the facebook page i said we were busy i didn't exactly explain what but my posts before all about the whole mac versus pc thing so i'm zooming in on the 90s this time around and mainly software as well because we don't have the time right now to get our hands on pcs and compare their hardware but the first part of it was i'm not from the 90s shh i don't remember the decade because i wasn't there during it and i ended up having to have my dad and one of his best friends come together one was a long time mac user the other a pc user for a long time and i had them answer a few questions on windows 98 se and mac os 9 so if you don't have the time to listen to this full version don't worry about it because there's going to be a more cut version coming out soon but for now please enjoy again this episode of the podcast is sponsored by anchor podcasting Yo, what up? No, yo. You recording already, Corey? Yeah, this is recording. Um, mm. so how are you going to edit this? Whole he has a lot of editing to do because we're just going to keep messing it up. Don't worry, I'm good at editing. I'm just... there for the first two episodes, I'll do it for this one. So, thank you both for joining me. Um, You're welcome. Uh, poor uncle, I know you're a very long-time Mac user, right? Uh, used to be. I haven't used one in a while now. <laughs> That's fine, because most of it's based on what used to be. He's talking about your knowledge from the late Nine, 90s. 90s, 80s. 90s. Late 90s. Uh, we're not that old. <laughs> we have and, some uh, 80s remembrances. Yeah, I don't know. We didn't really use it in the 80s, remember? We did. That's what those those were the first computers we learned on in elementary school. Oh, was it that far? The back? Apple, yeah, Apple Two E. Oh yeah, that was that that monochrome screen, right? Yep. That yep. Was before the GUI, yes. Um. <laughs> so so for um, very old Mac user, not old. <laughs> um, old, long time Mac user. He's old. And good. old, yeah, that's fine. No, and um, my dad. Um, also old, yep. And I also have to call you old. That's um, okay, I'm Long time PC user. That's so, Provocal, do you use PCs now, or do you just... It's all on the phone now. No, I still like messing around with my desktop. I can't... I'm not too used to using everything on the phone, especially if I have to do anything detailed. I have to go onto my desktop. So, right now, I use my Windows desktop primarily. And... Um, I have a. Where'd you go, Purple? We lost Uh-oh. him. Did something happen? Let's start over. Uh
Welcome back. I'm back. That's a lot better. So hopefully this is going to be the last of three, is that so far? Three attempts, yes. Three attempts, yes. Hopefully this one's going to work the best. Um, again, thanks for both you guys for joining us. Uh, first computer that you used personally, Upper Uncle, which was it? A Mac? My first computer was, uh, well, a long time ago it was back in the day what we called a 386 system. Uh, which ran MS-DOS but uh, I guess my first real computer use in college I ended up buying uh, Macintosh yeah I was running Mac OS 9 I think at the time Ooh, yeah so it was yeah not too bad it was before they changed it up through Mac OS 10 which is what it is now and it's many iterations but yeah this was prior to their um, switch over to what it is now yeah, you look up macOS anywhere, and um, instead of getting macOS 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and then the versions of 10, you get 10 and all its versions. So you have to put in classic macOS to actually get the whole list. Oh, I guess Apple is trying to hide their past, because that <laughs> macOS wasn't that good. It was pretty it was, uh, prone to crash. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Mets after 86. <laughs> Alright, so I'll start with the first question, which we just did, um, a purple uncle. It was, um, when did you guys get slash build your first PC or Mac? Uh, Daddy, how about you? Um, first PC, when was it? Not built, but the first computer I used was also a 386. It was my Magitronic that I bought in uh, Long Island somewhere. <clears throat> purple remembers that. Uh, that green bottom one? That was even a that wasn't even a 386. I think that, that was, was like a 286 actually. No, that was like an 086. 088? 088. 088 or something like that. It Maybe was it like, was an 088. No, no. I could have sworn we played Ultima on that one. That might have been after that first okay. one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I guess our first That's one was a 088. Uh that was back in nineteen I think it was eighty eight or eighty nine. Probably eighty nine, yeah. Yeah, so that was the first computer with a big Epson monochrome printer too. Yeah, which they still use today in hospitals, by the way. Just the dot matrix printer. Yeah. Yeah, the dot matrix printer. Yeah, they still use those. Mm -hmm. Those things are pretty expensive. Yeah. For both you guys, um, how many people? So, what was the community like in the day? where it came, when it came to Macs and PCs, how many people did Very you Very few know? had a home desktop computer. Very few people. Back in those days. Wouldn't you agree, Purple? Yeah, I would say like the early 90s, um, we would have been considered early adopters. Yeah. Uh, PCs comparatively were actually quite expensive, especially looking at, looking at it in 1990s dollars. Yes. Um, yeah, so they weren't like commoditized and, uh, you know overflowing everywhere as they are now it's just uh it was really specialized to people who wanted to kind of mess with them and i think but you know what was interesting remember the gaming market was pretty big back then right there was all kinds of games you could buy and install for dos there were but it wasn't big to the scale it is now if you look if you remember it was still mostly the uh, consoles were more for gaming and then you did have yes you did have those DOS based games um, but I think that started to blow up when we started using those computers before that it was pretty 
pretty slim. So I just skip question nine then because you guys just answered it. Was um, the majority of modern gaming happens on the computer over consoles. How was the gaming industry like on PC versus console and in Mac versus Windows? I mean, it was pathetic in every sense of it, right? <laughs> had, like such poor graphics and uh, poor hardware to deal with that, you know, any of those type of games. But no, it was it was mainly console back then. Yeah, you couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't really. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't really compare to like a Super Nintendo from the early '90s or mid '90s. Um, yeah, before that. Yeah, even I guess even like a Nintendo, right? The PC games really didn't match up to. No, they couldn't. Even the, the original Nintendo. Yeah, the technology wasn't there yet. I mean, think about also your your monitor was the size of an air conditioner as well, right? So it was a big CRT, which was very heavy. Um, so yes, it didn't really compare. So consoles were the way to go. Yeah, you stick it in the living room and you just sit there and play. So. Yeah, no, but those that knew how to uh, use and manipulate the the PCs, it was a it was a great thing. And then, um, a purple uncle, question three: You started using macOS around nine, so I, it doesn't really um, apply to you. But, Daddy, um, which Windows OS did networking become like more of a common, easy to use feature? Well, I mean, networking was always there if you really look at it, right? Because when you back in the day, technically dialing up to a bulletin board system that we used to do was networking. True. You're connecting to an outside network through a dial-up modem. So it was very painful networking in that sense, but it was there. But when you're talking about your peer-to-peer networks, uh, you know that didn't really start. I mean, Windows 3.1 had it, but it was pathetic. So realistically, probably Windows, uh, even Windows 95 was horrible. So 98, uh, probably 95, 98 were both horrible as far as networking. Uh, realistically, I mean, when I actually used real networking outside of the school environment, right? Uh, was probably Windows NTXP is when you know it started becoming more common and actually usable. Yeah, right. Windows NT. I think Windows ninety five. I don't know what the like the business side equivalent at that time was, but it would have been Windows I mean, NT, the early version. NT, right? Yeah. So I mean, that definitely had networking capability because you know, offices yeah. and stuff had to. Right, Habit. but for the average home user, it wasn't really right that usable. I mean, we had what those remember those uh, coax cables in like a serial network. Yeah. Well, I had the whole house run with a coax cable when I first yeah. built this house. Yeah. So yeah, Windows NT was really the first one, and you know, then Windows XP obviously connected to your NT server, and then Windows 2000, which was again like. Uh, very slim. It was like Windows. Uh, what was that? Uh, Windows Millennium, right? Uh, ME, yeah. Yeah, ME, which was like it was a. You know, that was pretty short-lived. bad. Yeah. Very short-lived. But yeah, I mean, I think 2000 the... was the foundation of XP, right? So. And I was looking at. Um, I started running macOS 9 on Sheepshaver, and I was trying to. Um, I was trying to set up networking, basic Ethernet networking, and um, I couldn't figure it out. Hmm. Yeah, you have to. Uh, yeah, had to. Even with uh, Mac OS nine. Mac OS nine, yeah. Mm. It was the first test I was trying to run, but whenever it came to Sheep Shaver, the two network options that they had were very confusing. So I'm still trying to figure that one out, but hopefully I'm gonna get it to work soon. Okay, that's good. So um, number four, um, Upper Blanco geared specifically to you. So nowadays, 
I use Max in the school. Um, I attend a moving image program, filmmaking basically. And the whole reason why we use Max is because of the creative suit. iMovie, Final Cut Pro, even better Adobe Premiere support, some people are saying. Was that really strong in the 90s? Were, was that like a valid reason to get a Mac over a PC? Well, the Macs yeah. always were. Well, the Macs were always sold, I think, as the marketing was toward creatives and it was really sold. It had a strong presence at the universities and such. So it, it kind of got its identity attached to like the academics and stuff like that. Um, honestly, like in the 90s, um, you had, you know, these Photoshop, you had uh, like the horsepower at that time to do the kind of homemade movie making that you can do now. It just wasn't there. It was really at the realm of more professional type uh, machinery that was more specialized towards that. Um, so it wasn't like as much in the fourth. Did it happen again? I think we lost you. Let's give him a minute. Don't say, don't change it. Don't stop it. I'll just cut this part out. How about now? Hello? Okay. Am I back? Me? I can hear you guys. Am I back? Yes. Yeah, so you were saying it was used more. You were basically in a yeah. more professional environment. Yeah. I mean, video editing in the '90s, when you know Mac OS nine or whatever, you know Windows ninety five, things like that. Um, like the kind of stuff you can do now on the same home level computer, uh, you could not do at all. I think back then it really wasn't. Those things weren't really capable. So people doing video editing there was much more like actual specialized professional uh like capture cards and other things that were that were being used but i think for the amateur person like what you're doing now and what a lot of people do for youtube videos and things um that was i think a lot more difficult back then well yes i mean think about it we didn't even have sound cards right you paid hundreds of dollars for, for a, a card, decent right? yeah. decent not even a you know phenomenal just a decent now sound card like, uh, like the bucks. sound blasters that i first bought those cards were a few hundred dollars yeah the 90s money which equates to like you know probably about a thousand dollar card right so yep Actually, I saw a, uh, I think there's a YouTube video I saw recently. I didn't watch it, though. I saw the thumbnail for it. Uh, I think the title was said, remember when, remember when sound cards were bigger than video cards? Yeah. And they had a picture of one of those Creative Labs, big sound yeah. blaster ones. Yeah, those things were huge. And video was either, I don't know, it was on board or just some cheapy, whatever, basic I was actually watching a video once about um, really strange things nowadays that you can put in a PCIe slot. <laughs> and um, someone found a really, really old sound card, put it on that website to show, and it was a $1,000 sound card sold on eBay. I don't remember the model name, but I'm pretty sure it was in the 90s. Yep. And they couldn't get it to work because of the old PCIe slot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of um, like resource allocations and stuff you had to do manually. Those IRQ settings and uh, oh yes, I remember. Remember config.pif and all that. So like right, the idea of plug and play did not exist back then. No, even when plug and play first 
existed, it didn't it, exist. No, it didn't work. It Probably made things worse. Like no, and the best is when uh, you know you have your network cards. Even to this day, you still have this once in a while. You know, you you rebuild the computer, you have everything there, and then. Your your computer is all there, hooked up, but you don't have your network driver. That is probably oh, the most painful yeah. part of any any build, right? You can't, yeah, you can't go update your software, uh, you know, without the network card. You're just gonna have to find some other computer. Oh, that's you start running around with your USB sticks. You know? Oh yes, I don't know how many times I spent, uh, you know, running around getting network drivers on a USB. Next yep. question of Provanco, also geared specifically to you. Um, and all the Macs that you've seen in the 90s, even the 80s, if you have much memory of that, um, what was like the best feature, the greatest feature that they ever had put in or features into a Mac before 2000? There was no blue screen of death on a Mac. <laughs> well, there was the gray screen of death. Yeah. And that did exist. And don't let Mac people tell you otherwise. Those things crashed as much as Windows. Well, okay, not as much as Windows, but... Uh, yeah, but then again, the thing with, uh, and it's the case now too, is remember back then, uh, Apple's advantage always has been it's a closed ecosystem, so uh, especially on the hardware side. So where Windows had to contend with, you know, a hundred different vendors of sound cards that somebody's trying to stick in there, you know, an Apple system would only have the one that was probably built in. So everything just worked well together. Uh, but in terms of, so, but to go back to your original question about, uh, what was good about them i think uh, at that time compared to windows 95 or 3.1 or even windows 98 i think even mac os 9 with whatever troubles it had it still felt like a more polished system like as a like the user interface everything was kind of just better to use i would think compared to a uh, to a comparable uh, windows system of that time so basically, since Mac OS 9, nothing has changed. The people who buy Macs are still looking for that polish. In fact, even when I'm um, looking at a Mac, I always want Mac OS on it. Like, I don't care about the specs. I don't care about what it's running. However, I do want to have Mac OS running on it because it just seems more appealing to me. I feel like that would be the greatest thing today which also seems to be the greatest thing then as well yeah i mean i mean i wouldn't say nothing's changed i would say uh, windows has definitely caught up quite a bit in the uh, usability department uh, but yeah but when i had my first mac that had mac os 10 i think i had uh, tiger or panther i forgot which one the one before the leopards whatever that was called um i mean at that time i could definitely tell you if somebody told me you know which one do you like i would say and you know i'd had a lot of time with both because at home i would use that at work i had windows so but definitely the user experience was much better on the macintosh and then there's always the customer satisfaction Tim Cook walks in every single special event. Hey, we're still number one customer satisfaction. It's been like that for 20 years. And for no small reason either. That's true. Yeah. But they are just one company. So it's hard to compare that for Windows ecosystem because customer satisfaction, you have to bring in now about the 50 different vendors that make 
Windows compatible hardware. So yes. And then all those um, companies in China that make the smaller ones. All right. Yeah. Um, question number five. Then um, I mean six. That's where we're on. Um, then you know, do you know what Apple Talk is? Mm, please explain. Go for it. Um, LAN messaging basically. Yes. Routers um, dialing up other uh, computers. Apple Talk was known for um, being basically the texting of the 90s. You would pull up your computer, dial up your friend, and say, hey, this is texting in the 90s, basically. And um, I don't really think Apple Talk is used as broadly as you think it was. I read a lot. I mean, do you remember using Apple Talk to communicate with people? No, I, I always thought Apple Talk was Apple's, like, Ethernet protocol. Yeah, I, don't uh, I didn't it, know. I didn't know what it was. I, I mean, I saw it on macOS nine, but I always thought it was their own, uh, like protocol on top of like Ethernet, kind of like Bonjour, which they had for printer mapping and stuff like that, uh, which is their own thing. I, I always thought it was just a LAN protocol, not like an actual chat capable. Yeah, thing. I don't think so. The prevalent chat experiences across probably both platforms back then was like your your Yahoo Messenger, your AOL, uh, and your AOL obviously AOL. was the number one back then. Yeah, uh, that's the that's what people used for communicating back in those days. So, and that was the '90s, right? Before then, there wasn't. I mean, really, you didn't have that peer-to-peer communication until probably the mid '90s, I would say, right? Not, not even before that. Before that, you dialed the bulletin board system. You got whatever data you needed, uh, and. Yeah, I don't remember if there was any, like, centralized chat stuff, like, where you could dial into it and I could dial into it. I guess I was a bulletin board, and then we could chat through some kind right. of one of the, you did. the bulletin board. You did have those communicating yeah. communities through the BBS, right, where yeah. you had chats, etc. We did utilize those uh, features, um, but, you know, when, probably the mid-90s, right, when, yeah, you actually had those networks finally appear then you had your yahoo messengers and your msns mid or late 90s so did those ones still rely on somewhat decent decent like networking was it good in the 90s whereas like you said before networking in general no it would be i mean messaging systems never use much uh uh, broadband right i mean they're just like very little data going it's just text yeah uh there were no you didn't have you know your million emojis that you have now <laughs> and you know you had maybe like a smiley face and a sad face that's, well, I mean, that's what evolved into emojis i mean emojis yeah, came exactly. pretty quick once you got aol you had emojis so yeah so i mean but again there you weren't sending videos you weren't really initially you weren't even sending attachments those features didn't come until later right uh where you could send files that was like a big thing when that first came out must uh, be yeah. right so files would have been like a limitation i mean you only had so much bandwidth back then so trying to upload you know you wouldn't want to try to upload like a five megabyte file at that time was a huge deal so yeah and remember when people first started using yeah i would i would even say the early 90s right i mean email was like wow like right that's where aol just blew up because oh you've got mail yeah email was wow because now people went from literally you know, in our lifespan, you went from writing letters to people to email, right? Yeah. So that was a big difference, yeah. And it was like, oh, wow, 
um, so and again when the Provo uncle and I first started using computers remember we had computers and most people didn't 95% of the population now probably 98% of the population didn't right so we had computers we were using it but you didn't have Alright, I think the max limit max. on that one. Yeah. So let's uh, let's move a little faster, Kush. Yeah. Um, moving on to question number seven. Um, also specific to Windows Daddy. Um, f- from Windows 1.0 to I'm gonna say 98 SE. Windows 3.0. <laughs> Windows 3.0 to 98 SE. What do you think's gonna be? What do you think was the greatest feature? that um basically in windows that they ever introduced from that time I remember when windows first came up i mean we were using so yeah even a purple uncle and i we were using dos right so when you actually had that gui and just seeing your mouse and a gui on a windows thing but you know people like us where we would still launch a dos window to use that as it was much quicker so yes the gui was a big feature um but we, you know, I think we still preferred DOS for a long time until Windows actually got it right, right? We, uh, but the, the GUI was, for most people was a big feature, right? So with Windows 3.0, 3.11, you actually had that whole interface. So yeah. put it on the level mm-hmm. of the Mac in that sense, right? And remember, while Macs were great, I mean, even if you say one out of uh, 95% of the people it didn't have a computer and like 99% of the people didn't have a Mac, right? So it just was still there. I mean, wouldn't you agree, right? There was a very, very small yeah. portion of people that had a Mac. But, you know, yeah, that I was... Say, but Mac was probably the early Macs, I think, got into homes initially, probably more than in Windows PCs. Yeah. Yeah, maybe in the 80s and some such because windows at that time on the gui didn't exist because exactly. mac os remember that was like the primary interface to the computer the macintosh when it first came out that was the biggest selling point yeah. and it was built baked in like whereas windows 3.0 and 3.1 you remember you could go into dos and then you actually type in like win.exe yeah. or something yeah and then you would actually get the gui so it was still a layer on top of dos whereas on the mac it was not the only thing you ever saw. Yeah, it was actually built in. So, I mean, that was big. And then, you know, when the other big features were when you actually were able to get networking, right? So once you had access to networks and, you know, the World Wide Web was created and formed, right? Um, once you got access to all the military computers, basically, that created the World Wide Web. <laughs> uh, that, is, that was the biggest, that was like a boom. That's where, you know, computing exploded. Yeah, although actually to clarify a previous point, Kush, when we were saying that networking was bad in the 90s, um, that was more in reference to local area networks yeah. versus being able to connect. So trying to build like a local area network with like five computers at home mm-hmm. was a pain in the butt. Yeah, but connecting outside like to an ISP or things like that, whether you're dialing in or through your cable modem, that was always fine once you got cool. you know, it was still very painful because you know connecting yeah. and then you had to wait you know you would actually get that 
uh, if you're downloading something, that little window, and it'll be like, okay, come on now, let's do it. You know, let's move this along. Well, that's like our, you know, our speeds weren't exactly yeah, too quick back in the day. But remember when we first got the 56k modem, and it was like, wow, we're flying. Yeah. That was the fast stuff back then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like now as file size increases, so does the speed. So uh, it's increasing the speed that it takes to download the average file nowadays. But still, mm-hmm. you're looking at we're going from gigabytes to soon terabytes to even a petabyte, petabyte soon. Yeah. And yeah. so will the speed increase and the amount of density of data we're sending over. So there's slight improvements every year. No, but, but it's just, I mean, it's blown up. When you right compare in, the speeds, yeah. looking at like 128 kilobytes and yeah. megabytes per second, it's really big. Yeah, but remember back then, there was no matter what, I mean, you could only do, it was mainly just text, right? That was going back and forth because you couldn't go beyond that. Um, so it, it did explode rather fast. So, you know, late yeah. 90s, early 2000s, you look at that whole big burst in technology, right? I mean, if you look at modern uh, computing, uh, that was where you had the big burst. But we got to live in the part where we actually saw, you know, uh, we, we moved over from your, you know, dial-up networks to, uh, you know, broadband networks. And it was like, wow, such a big difference. When a uncle and I first got broadband, again, we were uh, probably one in, you know, a hundred people that may have had it. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Now, you know, while we're talking about this, I'm kind of thinking about how quickly things changed like how many different types of stuff we went through between like early 90s to late 90s versus now i think like a lot of the stuff that settled in in the early 2000s you're still kind of using now there's just been improvements and iterations of it but not like entire changes of technology whereas in those first 10 years everything was just happening lightning fast you went from you know 128 baud to 56k the broadband and you went from you know, using text-based email to, you know, bulletin board chatting straight into AIM. And yeah, it was just like every two years you had one really major shift. Yeah, and it was like when Yahoo was the monster search engine to a couple of guys in the garage and people supporting Google because, you know, it was that. And now Google's blown up and pretty much Yahoo's no more, right? I mean, Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Hanging in there. Yeah, they, they are. They've been bought how many times and sold how many times, right? So, number yeah. is um, a little bit of something that I now regret putting into this document now that I think about it because um, I think you guys have kind of answered it. Was the amount of hardware and building your own PC, was that really an advantage to Windows users or were you like better keeping to the mac ecosystem where there's just one thing or two things well you couldn't build a mac really right it would be very i mean i don't even know how you i don't think you can yeah i don't think back in those days you couldn't have built a mac there were no hackintoshes um building a pc was still fairly expensive if you look at the cost of parts right um but yes it was still cheaper i would say back in those days it was still cheaper to build your own pc then buy a new one. Right, Apurba? Would you agree? Yeah, I would say so. There was a lot more, you know, the beige box or white box vendors, you know, they'd sell you parts of various different qualities. So you had a lot of choice uh, versus, you know, going to like, what was it, Dell, Gateway, Compaq. um, Nobody beats the 
no meats, no whiz. Uh, so those kinds of places would sell you whatever pre-made things. And I think people, again, this stuff at that time was kind of new. So nobody really would want to go digging into it. It was like the magic box that just kind of worked if it worked. So yep. you know, people didn't really explore. Yes, remember when we first had Windows, what did, uh, we had it on, uh, the, I think I had it on 12 uh, floppy disks. Really? Yep. Well, so basically whenever you wanted to use it. No, no, program. you installed it through the 12 floppy disks on your uh, PC. Yeah. So the installation process is just taking one, putting Oh, it no, in, it's a pain. You put it in waiting, and wait and then take it out. I think it was at least an hour long process. Yeah, and very noisy too. Those floppy drives were not yes. quiet. So. No. Do you actually have I mean, floppy drives? I do. I do still. Yes. So. Yeah. Anyway. Because I mean, you're talking about like I think my first hard drive was actually kind of large for back in the day. I think my first hard drive was 40 megabytes. Yeah, I remember. I was gonna say we had a 30 or 40 megabyte hard drive. Yeah. So that was it. Imagine 40 megabytes. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think my Word document is like six megabytes. <laughs> exactly, out. exactly. So, anyway, fancy formatting. Um, number nine. I'm just gonna skip because you guys answered already. Gaming on the PCs and yep. whatnot. Um, number ten. I originally wrote um, Windows 95 SE and System Software 8, which is better. But I'm gonna. I don't think that's a fair comparison. So I'm gonna move it up a bit. Mac OS 9 and um what was its equivalent to windows um windows, windows 98 SE. which one do you think was like more technologically advanced at the time which one was better i mean they both had their advantages right i mean windows 98 was just uh uh you know easy to use and more out there for people on a you know uh, home computing level, right? I mean, the Macs weren't really, you know, I think where Apple failed in the 90s was also marketing their products, right? I mean, wouldn't you agree with her? Well, how many people actually had Macs in the home in the 90s? Yeah, probably not as much as Windows. Like that time, I think between 95 and yeah. when Windows 95 came out and into 2000, I think Macs were really declining because yeah. one, I mean, the quality of the software was just not that good. I mean, Windows wasn't a very high bar to reach but mac was having a hard time with it the other big thing was the software disadvantage because most of the software you wanted was on windows and so yep. mac fell behind even though the like i said like the user interface the user experience was more polished uh you just didn't have all the software and well, gaming well, was zero there was no games on the mac very few things well, keep in mind um, also on the what Windows did well is that was uh, in the '90s around the same time, right? That whole uh, the invention of the whole Microsoft Office suite, right? So, uh, when, uh, Word, uh, you know, Excel, plug and play was finally uh, starting you know, to work. Word and Excel were huge. I mean, in the office environment, yeah, no brainer to use those. I mean, even in you know school, school still had Macs, but you know, uh, you look at the word processing software. I mean, Windows, in my opinion, the whole Office suite was superior. Windows took the cake when it came to Office. Um, Which honestly, is huge, because that's what a lot of computers were used for. They were used for, you know, word processing. Even right? modernly, Mac OS has um, pages, they have numbers, they have a lot of basically, I'm going to take what you made in Windows, make it a little bit worse so I can use it and <laughs> make it a primary product. But really, it didn't work for them. Because they still ended up bringing Microsoft Office back to the Mac. Yeah. And even though it was worse than using Microsoft Office on a Windows PC, 
more people tended to go to Office on Mac than that's their That's the one suite. thing. Microsoft did a better job with their Office suite than their OS, uh, even in the 90s and even 2000s, right? I mean, the Office I mean, even are, now, that's yeah. their powerhouse. That is. And even more than Windows, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because remember, it's everywhere now. Yeah. I mean, that was... That's the big change they made, and they realize they can put it on every platform. Exactly, and that that's huge. So, I mean, I think that is will give Microsoft credit there because they excel in Excel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip number eleven again because you guys already elaborated on it a lot. Um, it was basically what was the main reason that someone would want to get a Mac or a PC. What would you think would be their greatest strengths? You guys talked a lot about that. that, So number 12 is actually going to be both of you guys um, degrading your own platforms. Which do you think was the main flaws or one of the reasons not to get a Mac or a PC? I mean, I think we answered some of this already also. But, you know, I mean, for a PC, it was just it was it was expensive back then. Right. It wasn't as easy to own. If you look at it in the 90s, when we first got PCs, it uh, or you know, or a Mac, right? You, at that point, it was expensive. The low, uh, low ease of use rate. wasn't there. Um, so if you were not tech savvy, you really couldn't do much. When you had your first error, you would spend probably a few hundred dollars fixing it, which of course we didn't have to do because we were tech savvy. <laughs> but uh, you know, it wasn't really for the average user, right? Would you agree, Provo? Yeah, I'd say at that time, Windows, I mean, it, like from Windows 95 onwards, it got better. But yeah, prior to that, it was just, it was product, it was for productivity. There was not much you could do to really have fun or with it or anything like that. It wasn't really designed in that, in that way, whereas the Mac kind of did manage, manage to market itself. Like you could, you know, use the mouse to draw on it or be a little, try to be a little creative and whatnot. And, <laughs> I think that's how it got into schools and places like that. And it was, you know, all in one contained. I think that if you're looking at pluses and minuses, why I would recommend why at that time you would recommend one over another, you would say that the PC hardware ecosystem was very confusing compared to Apple, which just gave you the one computer and that was it. Until Microsoft again came out with their whole office suite, right? And then nowadays, um, you don't want that one option. You want to have like multiple options for the multiple price points. Oh, but nowadays, it's totally uh, different for Macs. Nowadays, know. yeah. I mean, but even for PC, I mean, if you think about the most, you know, like the average user, uh, it's, I think on the PC side, it can still be confusing because it you can, yeah. have too much choice. And sometimes people don't want that. It's and that's the best part of Apple. Yeah, you walk into an Apple store and you say, I want to check email. And the guy points at a MacBook and that's it. You're done. Yeah. And the same thing even with an iPhone, right? Versus Android or uh, Windows phone. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, why, are they, why did the iPhones, why did Apple, uh, why was Apple so successful with the iPhones? It's simple ease of use. I mean, it's, it's just a dumbed down platform, right? Where you can just click on a few things and it works and again also yes uh, the security you know was its big selling point early on right when compared to the early days of android and microsoft was just sleeping because they decided not to enter the game until it was too late they did and then they ended up having to buy nokia over to actually have a chance yeah but it was just simple logic where you remember it's not about apps so why 
we can't really it's not easy for the average consumer to switch from android to uh, apple or or microsoft or vice versa is because of the whole ecosystem you buy your apps on apple you know if you switch over to an android you have to buy the apps again yeah yeah and i'm actually going to get into windows on this one um Whenever it came to if you're just one person who wants to get a computer used for normal things and you want watch two ads. You watch a Windows ad and you watch a Mac ad. Steve Ballmer was annoying, so you're going to go with the Mac. I mean, if you listen to that guy for at more than 10 minutes, your ears start to burn. But that's personal opinion, right? So I mean, some people would have yeah. found Steve Jobs annoying, so uh that could have been the case too. Yeah. I mean, part of that was Apple's like great marketing again yeah, remember Apple that whole Nama PC this is a Mac so the Mac guy was kind of the cool hipster dude before hipsters were popular <laughs> and well it's yeah, the, it's um, job. uh a great job with that right i mean why did yeah. jobs you know single handedly saved apple uh was simply because of the way he marketed everything like you know look at their uh what what is their uh uh what was their yearly uh you know uh showcase called again uh their WWDC. keynote no their keynote yeah. right they they just have such you know it's just excellent marketing where they say oh this is our keynote address right it's like if you look at it it just sounds wonderful right versus hey this is our quarterly meeting you know it's just yeah. like hey this is our keynote address and this you get people's attention and then it was you know it was a wow factor the way they said hey you look we now have basically they're saying we have fixed our errors but they're saying it in mm-hmm. such a nice robust way look at these new features now apple is so smart yeah so i was watching their october keynote um or october special event as they called it um and they were showing us stats on the ipad they said ipad sells more units than any other manufacturer sells laptops which is true except what they didn't show is the fact that apple's macbooks and their whole suite of computers is fourth on that list they just left that part out they only showed ipads dell lenovo acer and a few other brands no because again if you have there's only one maker of an ipad how many makers of laptops are there right so but they didn't show themselves uh, yeah, they didn't yeah, want to degrade themselves yeah. so they kept that strong um and that's pretty much it guys thank you both for joining um hope you guys had fun with this one i did i mean yeah, i guess the real takeaway with Thanks this to buy yes. a linux uh, is to get a linux distribution no we did for that with linux as well yeah. yeah i messed around with it last week so <laughs> i think it's on a partition on one of my old laptops but yeah right now it's just uh hackintosh and windows that's great. Got where to go. Yeah, so on our next week's uh podcast from Kush <laughs> will be a purple uncle again back on Linux. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be like purple uncle watch him click on a bunch of stuff trying to just open something and be like yeah, how right. do you do this? <laughs> Should put on a YouTube. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, for dummies. Was, it was good. This was great. We um, had a lot of fun. Thank you, son. I definitely learned a lot here. Um Many things weren't different, but a lot of things actually shocked me today. No, you made us realize and I think as I was speaking to you you did uh, make me realize that just you know we went through quite an era of technology I mean the 90s alone for any of those that were you know that grew up or paid attention uh in the 90s you could see when you look back how technology really exploded right um we went through 
some vast changes and when you look back and, and you actually take time to think about it it's like wow yeah yeah that was that was like the i guess like the start of the the information age in a way yeah i mean it had already begun prior to that but it was you know it it's the information age that was brought to the general public to the consumer level yeah to the consumer level yeah. yeah i mean you can't take away the kind of crazy stuff they were doing back in the 60s and 50s, 60s with yeah, what they 70s, had. yeah but you know all that stuff was part of the information age but 90s onwards came down to the level of the public yeah yeah but what they did in decades you could think about right it happened in the mm-hmm. 90s within a span of 10 years yeah Nothing changes nowadays. Yay. Oh no, things do change. No, but... we come back to another Apple event and they're like, "Here, um new iMac. We've added dim slots in the back of our machine, so now you can put RAM in it." And that was the only <laughs> real thing. That was the only thing that changed. Yeah. 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 We're But if you uh, for Apple, that's a for Apple, that's actually a big change, so. Yeah. That But was... even they're pushing the limits now. So if you look at a lot of the YouTube channels and things, I mean, even on my news feed sometimes um like a lot more people are openly talking about Hackintoshes and how to build them and things like that. Whereas before it was not they never really people it were kind of scared to open the idea. It was a little more hush-hush. You worried about what Apple might do, but Apple doesn't seem to care at all and um you just see more and more of it now because Apple just doesn't have those mid-range high-end products. They either have like a super expensive iMac Pro, which like Kush just said only has two things that you can upgrade and it's a professional level item that you can't do anything with. Well, and uh it's basically Apple's following what Microsoft did, which was ingenious, right? When you look at when, uh, what Microsoft did from Windows uh, 7 to uh Uh, Windows 10, right? At the when you had that whole period where, hey, I don't care if you have a legal license key or not, you upgrade to Windows 10, you're going to have a legal uh, license key. Why? What was the the reason for that is to you get your OS out there yeah. more legitimate legitimately uh to the max population. And once you have it out there, they realize, you know, look, once it's out there, we can whatever, you know, one or office products to any apps, anything, right? You just start hooking people in even more. Yeah, ever since yeah. macOS. Though I think it was the first edition where it was officially free. It didn't cost anything. You just upgraded. You Because downloaded they it. That's it. It's a, it's an ingenious thing to have the base yeah. as free and then tag everything else on top of it that costs money. Yeah, because I mean Apple makes money on hardware, not their OS. So yeah, Apple I mean their money is in laptops. But remember, the macOS 10 you did have to pay for. It was only after, I believe, Mountain Lion. So 10.7 onwards was free, I think, yeah. or 10.8. 10.7 might have been you had to pay for. 10.8, I think, which was Lion, maybe. and that you had to uh for our 10.8 was yeah snow leopard you had to pay for then lion you had to pay for and then i think mountain lion you didn't yeah so. they're called one chicken good times with the computers though um um yes i yeah. get memories when I sat with the porch with daddy and um we were building a, the first Hackintosh and I got to use it. Yes. He took the chassis of an iMac Pro, not iMac, Mac Pro, the first one. Mm-hmm. The, just their tip a typical desktop case. 
he put hardware in it and he put Yosemite on it. It was really, really fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Even though so you guys were able to build it or no? Oh, uh, this was before. This is before. Yeah. Okay. I remember when I first built my com- first computer, it was amazing where I'm putting it together and I, I think I burned a little hole. I caught a little bit of a fire uh, as I'm putting it together and powering it on. But hey, you turn it off, you fix it, and it still ran for many years. <laughs> I mean, the fun part is to this day, I mean, building has become so standardized, but you still put one together and there's always that 20 seconds yeah. where you're waiting for that post screen for the first time. Exactly. And you're like, can everything go right? Lies. Yeah, it's holding your breath. Yeah, it's holding breath that. Uh, yeah. that is great. Anyway, well, thank you, Prabhu, and Tush. Thank you, Prabhu, thank you, Daddy. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you both for um, talking today, because I otherwise I would be clueless on what exactly happened, because you'd be surprised on the lack of articles on, like, the full history of what happened in the 90s when it came to Macs and PCs. So I was glad to get some of this information firsthand. Um, thank you for both mm-hmm. for being the main sources. Yeah, and if you want some more color about what's surrounded Mac and Windows, there was also a lot of other players in there. So if you look up like the Atari ST and uh, some things like that, it'll lead you down a path of some of the other vendors that were just still there and who were making some pretty good stuff, but couldn't really, uh, you know, hold the market in any way. Commodore. Yeah, yes, Commodore at that time was already dead, I think, because that was much Commodore earlier. died in the 80s. Yeah, but in the late 80s and stuff, there were still other guys out there, which are kind of strange to look at now, but they did exist. Yeah, you didn't have your big HPs uh, and your... I was actually telling my ELE teacher, she was asking me, well, um, for the second part of this, how are you going to do... Um... How are you going to do the uh, comparing them to? And I said, uh, I told, told her a little bit about virtual machines. And she's like, wait, so I can run Commodore on my computer? And I'm like, probably, yes, you can. So now yeah, I'm going to OS and try to stick it in. Yeah, you can. You can run a Nintendo emulator on it, too, and play your old Nintendo games. You can do anything with computers yeah. nowadays. So, yeah, thank you both. Um, I hope you both have a good night. Um, yeah, thanks for the information. Thanks for dropping in. Thanks for talking. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, this was fun. Yes. You're doing a good job on these podcasts. Yeah, yes. look to do another one of these again soon. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can do a video live build. <laughs> there you go. Of your Commodore, idea. of a retro Commodore system. There you go. Why not? Yeah. Pro Uncle will over and uh, do We'll all do it together. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, well, last thank you to everyone, and um, yeah, that's it. All right, now get to bed. Bye. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Thanks. See you guys. Bye. So, if you did have the time to make it through the whole thing, thank you for listening very much. Um, two updates that I want to be clear about. One, I'm working on the edited version as we speak where I'm just going to come together, take the most important things, and leave this one still up for those who want to hear the full story on what happened that night. And I'm also going to be conducting a few tests in emulators for both programs, and that is going to be up on the YouTube channel soon enough. I don't know exactly when, 
but I'd say somewhere in the first week of June would be my best guess. So if you if you would like to keep your eyes out for that, and thanks for listening. See you in the next one. If we do get, I mean, I think we're gonna be able to get the chance to record this week. So yeah, and there are a lot of things that that have been happening in the tech world that I want to talk about. So. I'm definitely going to put out the time to record, maybe even a double this week. Alright, that's it for me. Thank you guys for listening, and see you Sunday.